0: by the name of the kid famous wow this here is the tim and sid show you are now tuned
1: in coast to coast entertaining the masses sports entertainment it's about to get
0: started sit back enjoy the show in five
2: four three two one let's go what is going on canada toronto this is tim and sid For Friday, February the 5th, three weeks from Sid Sixero's final edition
3: of of Tim and Sid. You are are correct, Timmy. Um, By the way, somebody asked me earlier today, I'm not going to say who, Mm -hmm. but you know who. Somebody asked me earlier today, what will the final show feel like? And I said to him... um, It'll be, I I can't even think about that right now because I'm just thinking of Friday's show. I'm just thinking of today's show, is what I said to him. (laughs) To echo kind of where you went, the road you went down yesterday on this topic. Because it's true. Like, you and I, we're just, we're still, I'm still in with some extra Zoom calls and chats thrown in. We're still just getting ready for the show. So I'm not even thinking about it yet. But like, when you phrase it in the way you just did, kind of hits close to home. Kind of hits close to home,
2: no doubt. We are already underway on the final week. Of Tim and Sid, I can tell you that. I, in the midst of planning a new show for myself, getting on those Zoom calls and doing this each and every day, I can assure you that the Tim and Sid team wish they didn't have to worry about the final week (laughs) and or show. But we are already compiling. It'll be fun. Don't worry. Uh, If you don't know, I'm Tim McAfee, Sid Zixero. We're live on TV, radio, and Sportsnet now. Coming up on this busy edition, another one here. Because every day we put it in, we're working, we're working. Uh, The countdown to Super Bowl 55 continues. Nate Burleson, who will be a part of the CBS broadcast, will join us from Tampa. The Raptors back in action tonight. I'm now on top of you. Look at the broadcast. Don't worry. Never mind. He'll join us. He's in Tampa. Raptors back in action tonight. Big game, Brooklyn. Big game, Brooklyn. Should be an interesting test. Former NBA champion Kendrick Perkins, one of our favorites, will stop by in hour number two to discuss it. Mr. I-don't-know-which-Brady-Bunch-box-em-in. I'm
3: in well, sw- i am not looking at the bum. I'm looking at you, and you know why I can't see that shift. I can't see the shift. Thank you for telling me because I wouldn't know. Also, Tim, for the first time in a while on Twitter today, there was an argument. And the argument was caused by uh, Maddie Morgan and the uh, social media team here at Tim and Sid. Mm-hmm. They, they posted something. They posted a, a version of the game, start, bench, cut. So you give it three options. One you can start, one you can bench, the other one you have to get rid of altogether. And they, and they surrounded it around Super Bowl foods, which is always a sexy topic this weekend of the year. So, it's a breakfast television sexy topic. Yes, it's very, it's very nice. It's very wholesome. <laughs> uh, it'll start fights there, too, I guarantee you. I will, oh, yeah. I will piss someone off. Dean oh, yeah. uh, will smack me upside the head. Start, bench, cut with the following three items is what we threw out on social media earlier today. Wings, pizza, nachos. What is wrong and, with that? And I immediately wrong? chimed in. Like we, I think we all had the same take when we saw it on the WhatsApp chat today. What the hell are you doing, man? Like, you, you just want, you don't want peace on earth in this already divided times. Ugh. You just want to divide us further. That's typical is, Matt Morgan, by the way. Yeah. Just wants to divide, not
2: unite, divide. Typical Twitter. Typical clickbait, comment bait. Because I think it's the, I hell think is the answer is obvious. Thing? I don't think it's
3: worth talking about. Yeah, the answer, the answer, is, answer
2: is all of them. The answer is all of them. The answer you mean, is do you, you mean, don't take one away from me. That's not the game. That? Not I don't care game. what the game is. That's not you the want game to take game. one of what wings, nachos, or pizza from me? I'll fight you.
3: All right, but okay, past the animal instinct of Tim McAuliffe to just fight for all the food, which I am 100% behind because I would want to do the exact same thing. In the spirit, though, of the rules of this completely negative game that will just result in, in acrimony, the start bench cut, what do you do with these three
2: items? Wings, nachos, pizza. What honestly, okay. Tim, if
3: you play okay. the game? Like All right, fine.
2: All right, fine. I'm going to answer it this way Pizza and wings have never done anything to me. I can't cut either one of pizza or wings because they have always been good to me. They have always taken their shifts, they have performed well in those mm-hmm. shifts and never taken. A day off. They are reliable. They are evergreen. And they are very, very versatile. So for me, it is start pizza, Mm. bench wings, because you can eat both cold. And I'm sorry, nachos. You're cut. Right out the gate, McAllister's going to trend
3: with some highly controversial comments because i'm taking this tim as just super bowl weekend i'm not taking this question as an everyday of the week or like a march or an april or a may question i'm 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 receiving this ask as on super bowl weekend specifically yeah what is it you're going to do and how does and that
2: change how does that change the overall greatness of pizza and wings
3: it changes pizza It changes pizza because my finger food for Super Bowl weekend. It has to be smaller. You have to be able to dip it. You have to be able to walk around in normal times and socialize with it. What are you? You can't have a a huge slice. Are you a rookie? Cut the pizza up. Cut the pizza up. It's still a huge slice of pizza you're walking around with. Wait. It's like, hey, hey, Bobby, how you doing? First off, you have you have a plate of nachos, there's plate no of bobby. wings.
4: You're not well, having a bobby. My po-
3: my point is you're no. You're lost. Your you're point. Not, you're not having a. You're not having a bobby this year. But there's no normally, bobby. Wings yeah, start. No, you're talking about this weekend. Let's not change the rules. Bench, nachos,
2: and you gotta cut the you gotta cut the pizza. You are Bowl you weekend. insane? You gotta cut the Are pizza. You, insane? you could cut little squares of pizza that turn into cheesy bread, and you can still dip them into ranch dipping sauce or whatever your pleasure may be.
3: Or we just order Mary Brown's, as someone on the text chain just reminded us. <laughs> <laughs> we could just do that.
2: But Tim my, think son, about my it. son asked me for Mary Brown's today. I didn't have time. As you should. As you should. He asked me for Mary Brown's today. I think didn't have going to ta- Mary you didn't Brown's have time. Tomorrow. Yep. He's on too many Zoom calls. Stephanie writes in, start wings, so reliable. Of course. Bench nachos, sorry. Thank you. Cut pizza, not sorry. Don't at me. Oh, you can't don't at me on this, Stephanie. I'm sorry. Mario writes in and says Great tweet, Stephanie. Great tweet. If anyone starts nachos over wings and pizza, we can say that they definitely also kick puppies. There is nothing wrong with nachos, but they are not in the same league as wings and pizza.
3: So you're telling me, wait a second. So you're telling me one slice of pepperoni pizza is better. Why does it have to than, be why does it have to be pepperoni? It could please be any flies. It please could be me meats- point. I'm just saying, one slice of pepperoni pizza is better than picking up one nacho with 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 choves or whatever. And cheese even know and what the, stuff. Chobes. Whatever. What the hell are choves? You don't They're even know green. what's on them. They're small and green. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. The choves. <laughs> Give me a month and a half, I'll we'll know what a chove is. So <laughs> to you chive, a, you, you idiot. Whatever. <laughs> All right. <Continue. laughs> you, 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 yeah, chive, show. you chive chive turkey. <laughs> let me finish. You pick up the nacho. With a chove, chove on it.
2: <laughs> what are you talking about right now? What did you just say? Oh
3: nothing. No, nothing. And you get the extra nacho that's stuck to it, and there's cheese on it, and you throw it in the salsa, and you go to town. That's the best. That is the best feeling when you go for the one nacho, and then you get the double nacho. Guess which what? Which also has stuff on it.
2: Guess it's what? It's a surprise every poll. It's you, a surprise. You, you idiot. You just described pizza. The nacho is the dough. The salsa is the tomato sauce. The cheese is the cheese, wow. and the pepperoni is the meat. I win. <laughs> you can take your choves or chodes, whatever the hell you want. I didn't say chodes. You can. Dan writes in. Dan writes in. Impossible choices like choosing between how or and Gretzky. There is no wrong choice. D writes in very smartly beer is the Messiah Ujiri of my Super Bowl meal. It makes all of the important decisions.
3: What does that even mean? What does that even mean?
2: What goes well with what you're drinking can What's alter drink- this start badge cut.
3: What if you're drinking a Chardonnay? What do you I, pick out these three with Chardonnay. Chardonnay? You've told me you like to bathe <laughs> nude with a Chardonnay. You've said that. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Uh, aside from, young aside Jud- from bathing with, with jogging pants, which sometimes you do as well.
2: Young Judd, stop it. What? I bathe with track. No, bait. I'm kidding.
3: I said bathe nude and I realized it was kind of it was it was repetitive. Gross. Like if you're right. bathing, obviously you're in your you're naked. <laughs> yeah.
2: Young Judd, stop it. This question is too difficult.
3: (laughs) Don't (laughs) challenge me. Don't make my brain do stuff.
2: It's true. It's true. Send them in. Alex Alex Xarel chimed
3: in. Always a smart-ass answer from Alex. Let me see what he said. Alex goes, start with the nachos, hold the (laughs) choves. Pizza, you're cut. Sid, you're absolutely right on this one. Uh, That's me uh, familiar. uh, familiar. Justin
2: writes in and says, and this is true, too. Especially, like, what are we talking here? Are you making them yourself? Justin says, get the nachos out of here. Takeout nachos are soggy-ass nightmares. And that is correct.
3: Nachos are are one of the more under... They're the Jeff Petrie of snacks. They're one of the most (laughs) underrated snacks going into every Super Bowl Sunday. And it's a lot of wing love. It's a lot of wing love, obviously. Uh, and the pizza gets a lot of respect. By the way, shout out what? chili. How, how, how chili didn't kind of make this is also a bit of an interesting call for me. <sighs> chili. But chili, like See, chili this man. is the
2: problem. Chili can, I mean, I guess someone could undercook wings. But there's there are a lot, depending on what you put on, the, you could put chili on the nachos. And you could also go very wrong oh. with the nachos. Not the worst nacho if done worst incorrectly nacho can go. What's the worst wrong? topping for nachos? For you. What's the worst topping you've ever seen on a nacho? I don't know, but you know this. Know. My favorite nacho topping of all time is pulled pork. You put a little pulled pork, um, is there a chove with that. What's the get 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 it out of here. What's the place? Real Sports and yeah. our boy Matty. Uh, I can't believe me on I can't menu. We,
3: we have not seen people for so long. I can't believe it took you that long. It Give was it only now. a second and a half. But that oh, no. scares me how long it took you to remember real sports and our boy, Maddie Sullivan. That's yeah.
2: crazy. Maddie Sullivan, on his menu, put pulled pork on their nachos. And Matty let me tell Sullivan. you, Sydney, glory, glory,
3: hallelujah. Man, it was like watching Connor McDavid skate. So that's, that's how yeah. it felt. I can vouch that's, for that. It was good. like yeah. so good. All right, we've settled nothing, uh, started more fights. And our job's done.
2: Craig, so. Craig writes in and says, "Pizza is nachos without the disappointment of untopped chips at the bottom." Again, bias. But that's getting horns.
3: That just means you have to get in on the nacho quick. That just it, nachos reward the organized. Like you can't just sit there and expect all the good nacho bits to be there, and you're late to the party because you won't shut up talking to Billy or whoever. Yeah. Like you gotta you gotta make a play here. By the way Timmy, you remember Bob's chili? Seriously? Like do you remember
2: Oh, McCowan's chili, yeah. Oh. Wasn't it Wasn't it meatless chili? Or was oh, it beanless no, no, chili? No. There's one thing that he left out. Was it beanless? And it the bean, beanless. you know they they're good for your heart, but the more you eat, Nicole writes in the more and says is- <laughs> Nicole, Nicole writes in and says Sixero's argument about pizza being too big as a finger food, but once chili on it is absolutely ridiculous. And I couldn't, I couldn't agree. But you
3: can more. have a small bowl, but how many parties you've been to for a Bowl where the bowl is small for the chili, you put in a little bowl, sometimes it's made of bread. So it's double, double win for you. Johnny dips. Yeah. You can just dip left and right. Cause that's what you love. It's perfect.
2: Jared Flett weighing in. Uh, he says pierogies are greater than nachos wings, but we're not introducing any more to the equation. That's not, Chili was enough. I didn't even want to go there. You know what? Since we're going here,
3: I'll take a spring roll. I'm not hating All a right. spring roll at any All party, right. Super Bowl or, or like a wedding reception. I don't care where we would, are. If I see a nice spring you? roll, I'm in.
2: I'm in. Jake, store-bought wings are a risk. Well,
3: yeah, I don't know about that. I've run, I've run into a uh, lot of enough people that know how to do a wing properly on their own and are, are well-versed on the subject. I don't know if I buy that.
2: Uh fatty wings are the worst thing since bathing in the nude, he says. Or he goes on to say.
3: <laughs> well, I, I he, now, but here
2: I guess he I guess he bathes ahead. with track pants.
3: Yeah. Uh Tim, but here's the thing. I gotta back like I feel like I need to backtrack on the wings because I hate drumsticks. The best wing to me is a flat. I'll eat a drumstick. I don't like eating a drumstick, but it's half the right. battle to get to the huh. flats. I know what right. I have to do. You know what I mean?
4: Wait, so hold on. you don't much, like drumsticks?
3: No, no, you are no, not, no, no, no. You're no, not a man. No, no, no. You're not a man. No, no, no. I, I take look your man my, card. I, like, I look after my weight. You know this. I'm very cognizant <laughs> of that. <laughs> and drumsticks consistently are just weight adders, right? Unless you put a chive on it. That is different. Get
2: out of here. Dina Pugliese, who will soon be Sid's co-host on Breakfast Television, the lovely and talented Dina Pugliese, writes in and simply says, Chove's. Oh, man, what words will we make up at 7 a.m., Sid? P.S., I chose to cut the wings.
3: Why do I have a feeling this clip's running Monday? Why do I get that
2: feeling? I I got a
3: lot to learn. learn, dude. I'm sorry. I got a lot to learn. A lot to
2: learn. Uh, TV writes in and says, "I don't rate wings, nachos, or pizzas. Y'all are tripping." What?
3: No. Well, don't do that, and then don't give the what? example of like the what do you like? Fried pineapple? What the hell do you eat? The, why are you so cool? Who the hell do you think you are? I Farid
2: writes in and says, "Samosas."
3: What's a what's a samosa again? Help me out on the samosa. It thing.
2: is. Um, you ever had spanakopita? Uh,
3: yeah, yeah. It's not my favorite. Uh, greek uh delicacy we well, take out the I've cheese
2: and yeah. put in something different meat chicken it's like a uh, phyllo pastry you never had a samosa before
3: i think i had by accident I think it was All at right. a we was.
2: need we need to take you out maybe we need to get you to scarborough um someone said meatballs lisa that's,
3: that's a pretty vague thing to throw in there like meatballs? side of side of beef <laughs> hold on <laughs> like we're throwing you in have an italian wife now. Yeah, but like how is the meatball done? Is it a small meatball? Is it a big meatball? Yeah, it it's, like, you put a is it no. Is it a, it's st- not a big stuffed, meatball?
2: Stuffed meatball. Is it a <laughs> no, stuffed no, meatball? No. With no, cheese with cheese. Oh my god. It's not quite the IKEA Swedish little meatball. It's I'm not a, fan a of those. bit right. bigger and you stick a, a a toothpick in it and then you smash the meatball. You put the you put the meatball in your mouth. You if, you're party, if you're having a party,
3: if you're having a party with some chives on the side, I think it's a good idea.
2: Lisa writes in, no one has mentioned the infamous spinach dip.
3: Shout out spinach dip. I was never mm-hmm. a spinach dip guy, but mm-hmm. like about five years ago I had an epiphany. And right. it's fantastic. And shout out, and I've only seen them, like, <laughs> I, I've, I've, I've eaten the ones store-bought and I've eaten the ones made at home. Either way, it's a rock star. Seven-layer dip
2: yeah seven
3: layer dip yeah if if, yeah. Se- if someone told me seven layer dip has been chosen to be governor general of canada i'd be in on that <laughs> i'd be in oh, yeah. me too i well, it can't be worse it.
2: than the last one
3: so no whatever. there was there was a, we we're <laughs> dipping into a lot of things with the last one look, let's move forward Tim. with this it was like an eight forth. layer dip that one uh, seven Christian. layer dip is so damn good man Christian
2: writes in and says, I'd rather watch Sid in another spandex sprint than eat community Super Bowl nachos.
3: Tim, this it's this reminds me. I was going to ask you. All that means is a good segment. Do you, would you like me to retire the jumpsuit? Because I have already had requests. I'm not going to say from who. Do you believe uh, To wear it. On certain segments, but
2: I feel that's our thing. (laughs) Sorry, you've been requested to wear a skin-tight suit on breakfast television. It's a thought. That's
3: nothing concrete. (laughs) Wait, it's a thought. Nothing, nothing cemented and and nothing sealed. It's It's borderline harassment on Toronto. (laughs) It depends how it it depends (laughs) how it would be used. It would depend (laughs) at six thirty in the morning. Yes, I would say that is an cruel and unnecessary punishment.
2: I just put the poll out here. Uh, Mike writes in and says, hey, Tim, and Sid, stop wasting TV talking about finger foods and get in with the real bleep. Give your heads a shake. Hashtag donkeys. How many people agree with Mike and how many people are enjoying the conversation about the goodness that is food on Super Bowl
3: weekend? Are you telling me when you bite into a drumstick and get the fatty part of the drumstick, regardless of what type of, irrelevant to what type of wing it is, you enjoy that fatty part of the drumstick? You're saying you like that? I find it disgusting. I have a gag reflex on fatty foods. Hold, what? Hold it. Oh, yeah. What? I, I need lean meat. Everything you eat is fatty foods or processed. To a certain, to a certain extent, you will eat processed, processed foods over processed, real I'll food. But if it has a layer of fat, like if you gave, if I went to McAuliffe's place, the legendary Tim McAuliffe's place, for a steak, which Alvin Williams will tell you is unbelievable. If you, put, if you leave a layer on that for the flavor, as they say, I, I have a hard time chewing on that. I have a hard time swallowing that. And I'm not making that up. It's very difficult for me to eat fatty steaks and, and foods. Like, I, I can't do it. I can't. I can't be the only one that, that, that has a gag reflex when I do like This puke. is,
2: no, you know, you're a 12-year-old you're a if you like that. The, We're going to the, get the tweets, man. I'm telling you. I can't be alone. You're a, I know that people agree with you. I, I it's can't It's just be that alone. they don't know that the flavor comes from the fat. Oh, I respect cuts that. Of, I cuts respect of steak, sure. darker meat. in Are you getting choked up with the fat? I'm getting choked up. I, getting choked ch- up. <laughs> <clears throat> darker meat in the drumstick provides more flavor. The 12-year-old wants the chicken finger that is the flat. I'm sorry. I want fl- I want it's the fl- wrong it's answer.
3: Not a chicken finger. It's the best someone, wing.
2: Best someone wing. ripped me on my description of samosas. Uh, so I, I'll, I Googled it. Samosas made with all-purpose flour, locally known as Medea shells, stuffed with some filling, generally a mixture of mashed, boiled potatoes, onions, green peas, lentils, spices, and green chili or fruits, the entire pastry is then deep-fried in vegetable oil to a golden brown color. Samosa. That was a samosa. That's a samosa. Will you now tasty. eat the samosa? It's deep-fried.
3: Well, when we get into lockdown, I'll, I'll give it a whirl. Right. I'll give it a whirl. Although next time I see it on, uh, on, a, on, a, on a food app, which we're using, obviously, and helping out some local establishments, as we do, oh, crap. Uh, maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll uh, give it a whirl. Uh, we settled nothing. Did... See, this was my fear. We settled nothing. We caused more fights. Thanks, Matt Morgan and Tim and Sid Sosh. Nice way to go. What's the video? Way to go, Bruce. But there was a woman yell at the guy. Huh? River way to hush. go, Paul. Way to go, Paul. Just more fights.
2: Ridiculous. Start the wagon. All right, uh, Kevin BX and Nate Burleson, Kendrick Perkins. I believe more of this conversation, and I need to play the video of Trevor Bauer choosing the team that he oh, yeah. is going to play for next season, this season, this, this season. Comes weeks away from pitchers and
3: catchers reporting to me,
2: weeks. Uh, Michael, you do realize 99% of your audience is screaming at the screen, shut the hell up and get on with the sports. You don't get a show. You don't like food. Just hit Adam like Tim food. and Sid right now. Do me a favor. If you know what it is, Mike and Mike, there are two Mikes. Just hit at Tim and Sid and then tell me what you see.
3: You know what you want? Here's, here's what you want. Leafs are great beating a bad hockey team. Rah!
2: There you they're go. Better than, they're better than the Habs. We'll discuss yeah, that. Kevin not. BX and Nate Burleson, and Kendrick Perkins all coming up this edition of Tim and Sid. Sportsnet Radio and TV. Get on with this show. I also like Pizza
3: Pockets.
0: As an unlicensed doctor, we suggest a prescription for one of our shows. Sign up for our free podcast at iTunes or with your favorite podcatcher. Fake doctor's orders. Sportsnet 590, the fan on demand. demand, demand, demand. Hey. Hey. Hey.
2: John writes in: Start all three and cut Mike. <laughs> Uh, we're trending in Canada, by the way. Mikes. <clears throat> Zeris, who knows the show. Don't forget Mary Brown's Best of the Week and Countdown to Kickoff before the show ends. <laughs> Nate Burleson nope. is going to be our Countdown to Kickoff, and we will get you to Best of the Week for sure as the debate rages on. You can do so on Twitter. Uh, what's your Super Bowl food?
3: Oh, another thing, uh, Tim. Along along the Super Bowl lines I heard today... Um. It's now okay to double dip when you're by yourself.
2: When you're by yourself, it's always okay to double dip.
3: It's disgusting. It's like peeing in the shower.
2: When you're by yourself?
3: Yes. It's gross. It's gross.
2: Uh, Why are you doing that? The Toronto Maple Leafs get a... Because you want to get sauce all over what you're eating. And if you're alone, it's fine. It's fine alone. What are you talking about?
3: So you're saying you are you are what if you're eating out of a jar? What if you're eating out of like a hell of a good
2: dip? Like what if you're going buck like that? That's what I'm saying. Pour, pour it in a bowl, jag off. Uh, oh, the Toronto Maple Leafs beat the uh, Vancouver Canucks last night and it caused a lot of happiness in Toronto and much consternation in Vancouver. Uh, we were going to jump into our take on it, but it looks as though Kevin Bx is here, Sydney. So let's bring on our, our, our humble guest, Kevin Bx.
3: Kevin Bx, are joining us. Kev, thanks for doing this. Two questions right off the front. Number one, um, are, you, are you buying at all this discussion? Do you think it's fair to call out teams who beat bad teams in this division? Because Twitter has basically descended into that chaos. After a lot of these victories, like the least last night, I saw that against against Vancouver a little bit. Second question: Your favorite Super Bowl food is what?
5: Well, wow, wow! Two prong question right off the bat. Um, I mean, I, you saw it earlier in the season when Vancouver had the tough start, and then they beat Ottawa three games in a row, and and a lot of Canuck fans thought that they were the the train was back on the uh, the track, and everything was was going ahead and, and everything was going to be great again. And then obviously they, they are where they are now. So I still think that like we always say in sports and in hockey in particular, a win's a win. So if the Leafs are, it doesn't matter who they're beating, if they're putting wins together and they're scoring seven goals or putting a touchdown on the, uh, on the board, then you can't really dissect that and you got to feel good about their game. So, um, you know, it just so happens that Vancouver's struggling right now and, and they got to find their way out of this. Uh, favorite football food, is it has to be – my son's a big football fan, so between the two of us, we, we go to games and that's kind of our, our thing, right? Like other than hockey where I coach him, our, our bonding thing is football and the NFL and going to different games in different stadiums and uh, we're a big nachos family. So big nachos and cheese and salsa and jalapenos, that's kind of our Super Bowl food. So- wow.
2: six zero agrees with you um you know vancouver pretty well it's a tough market uh to keep happy you're one of their guys though give them the talk that you think they need 14 games into this season
5: well i think you just have to understand that when you're you know a, a fan base of a team you you have to support them through the ups and downs and it's, it's very, it, I still think it was very unrealistic for Canucks fans to go into this season thinking that they were going to pick up from where they left off last year in the playoff run. I think Demco standing on his head in the playoffs really gave them a false hope of just how close this team is. I think when you go that far in the playoffs, you're thinking, okay, we're close. We're close to making it a deeper run and, and maybe possibly being a Stanley cup contender. But realistically that Vegas series wasn't very close. Vegas, totally outplayed them and Demko played the, the the few games of his of his life of his career that's going to be very difficult to replicate at the start of the next season secondly the team uh, on paper is worse now than it was uh, last season at the, the start of the season I understand salary cap and I understand that there's different pieces to the puzzle, and there's different changing landscape and the longest contracts still in the book and Spooners and Barty's but the fact of the matter is the team is a worse team to start the season on paper so you have to tailor your expectations so this team has to find themselves the guys that came in the whole the schmitz um you know the, the the new forwards they have to find a way to contribute and not necessarily just fill in for the guys that were there before them they have to find a way to to you know find some chemistry and find some new roles and get this team win so the problem is it's a shortened season and they're running out of time you can't fall too far behind too early but luckily i looked at the standings for a while today and i'm doing crunching numbers in my head i know vancouver's 14 games in and they've they've played a lot of games and they, the other teams have games in hand on them but they're still kind of hovering around the last up spot so, so they're still to kind of find their game and to put some wins together but I'll tell you what's not going to help is the city turning on them and the media turning all negative and just ripping them apart, which I've been a part of. I've seen it. This fan base has to stay positive and support their team.
3: Kevin BX here on Tim and said, I was going to take it in a different direction, but that last comment you just made, I just want to play off that. How bad, Kevin is it? I know. I know it's tough because you didn't see every other Canadian market. Like when we, when Berkey's on, it's, he's he's got he's got a different perspective on this from a couple of cities. Try and explain to us what it's like in the Lower Mainland when things aren't going well.
5: It's just the uh, the negativity creeps in, and I think there's 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 a lot of writers and there's a lot of people covering the team like any other Canadian city, but for whatever reason, there seems to be this small contingency of, of writers and bloggers that like to go negative and rip guys because it's a different angle or it's fun or it's trendy or whatever it is and and then that snowballs and that becomes contagious in the market and then the radio shows pick up on it and and it starts becoming a negative frenzy when you know we were in the middle of nine games win streaks i remember in vancouver where you would read like we're in a nine game we've won nine games in a row we're first place and in the nhl we went the year before we won the uh president's trophy and i read a negative article about steve bernier how steve bernier's production is way down and he's not what they like and you're thinking well, how is this article in the paper right now when we're on a nine game win streak and the team is just buzzing it's just there's always going to be those people that want to go negative and for whatever reason vancouver has a small contingency of people that like to go negative and then it becomes contagious. And I know like Toronto, Montreal have their negative critics and New York as well, but it seems like there's a little bit of a stronger following in Vancouver. And I've always been a pretty positive guy. I I think you got to be honest with people and you got to evaluate the team fairly. And yeah, they're not defending very well right now. They're not, they're, they're allowing high thirties against, their defending last game against the Leafs was disgusting. A lot of those goals were preventable and started from Toronto's end. Yeah, I'd love to be, you know, brutally honest with everybody. But there's also, you don't need to be picking apart people and looking for things. Just kind of talk about the things that are there. So that that's the problem a little bit with, hmm. with the Vancouver market right now and for the last 10, 15 years. And Berkey saw that firsthand.
2: Kevin exit joining us here on Tim and Sid. All right, so let's talk about the top end because – uh, after last night, and I, the recency bias kind of kind of <laughs> frustrates me a little bit too when we're talking about media and reactions and fans and trying to get the clicks. But um, there's kind of a fight at the top. Are, are the Leafs the best team? Are the Habs the best team? Is it different in the regular season? Because I think I'd take Kerry Price in the postseason. But how do you see the top end of the North right now?
5: I, this is what I really believe in. I, I believe when you're, you're assembling a team and you're a GM and you're management that you're either assembling your team for the regular season to get there or you're assembling your team to be a contender in the playoffs. And, and there, it's two different styles of hockey. You've got to understand that. Things are a lot more open in the regular season. Offense is, is, a, is a premium to score goals and to consistently put up four goals a game. gets you into the playoffs but if you're talking about how to succeed in the playoffs and go deep, uh, I think Montreal has got that nailed right now. The makeup of their team, they're they're built from the from the goaltender out. And I think championship teams are built from the goaltender out, not. And Toronto, you know, they they have what they have and you, and you make your best team from what you have, but they're they're built from their forwards down. That's the way that team's built. Their forwards are by far the strength of their team. Matthews, Marner, Tavares, Nylander, that's their strength. And then from there, it gets a little weaker and a little weaker. So, yeah, like who, who really cares who's the best team right now? They're both going to make it to the playoffs, I think, right? But in the playoffs, how are you going to beat Carey Price in a seven-game series with Shira Weber, Petrie, Edmondson in front of them making it really difficult to go to the front of the net and making you earn every single goal you get? And then from there, they got all these young Fords that are starting to really come in their own. And then you got Josh Anderson, who's a beast, and a physical presence. I just don't think there's many teams right now built better for the playoffs than the Montreal Canadiens.
3: I mean, to go to Timmy's point is, as we as we wrap it up here, Leafs Twitter and Habs Twitter—it's like every night the back and forth right now is pretty entertaining. But I think the one thing we can all agree on here, and, I, and my my goal here is not to piss off the other five Canadian markets. If if you handed me a Habs Leafs North Division best-to-seven final right now, uh, I would take it. And I think a lot of people would, would take it? it. Obviously, other Canadian markets disagree, and I, I respect that. But uh, in original six in my lifetime, we almost saw it back in 93, To me, We kind of robbed of that. I wouldn't mind seeing that again. Kevin, uh, all the best, man. Enjoy the Super Bowl this weekend, and uh, have a good one tomorrow night on Hockey Night. Thanks.
2: Enjoy your nachos. Yeah.
5: Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Talk to you soon.
2: <laughs> Be well. There is uh, Kevin Biexa, who I was told... Drove back to Cali. Going back to Cali? 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 I don't think so. When we come back, Kendrick Perkins, Nate Burleson, and your best of the week right here on Tim and Sid Sportsnet Radio and TV.
0: This ain't like when you're at a game and sign up for a credit card just to get the prize and then you immediately cancel the credit card. Because there's no prize when you sign up for our radio shows at iTunes or with your favorite podcatcher. Sportsnet 590, the fan on demand.
3: Hey, Tim. Yes, sir. You know how we were talking about food for most of the first hour? Mm-hmm. You know what trumps all the food that we're talking about? Mm-hmm. mary brown's chicken time for best of the week brought to you by mary brown's <laughs> chicken crave delicious we'll give you the options for our favorite clip of the week you go at tim and sid and vote you know the rules by now because you know what you watch the show you know what's going on we'll reveal the winner a little later on nominee number one dustin johnson timmy golfer dustin johnson at a tournament mm-hmm. in saudi arabia earlier today his tee shot hit someone by the fairway and this person went down in a lot of pain. I don't know what's worse, being hit by a Dustin Johnson tee shot or having yeah. the commentators live on the broadcast not care at all about your personal well-being. Listen <laughs> to this.
0: And he's going to miss it, miss it left because oh. the flag is right. Right leg nearly came up off the ground there, went after that. Oh, Oh, I think I got him on the padding. He's getting up quick. You can take away the pain, but you can't take away the swelling. He's
6: just fine.
3: It would have been a big shock, though. there'll be a nasty bruise. He's just fine, was the medical (laughs) analysis as he grabs his shoulder, walking away. He's He's just fine. Don't worry. get on up <laughs> <laughs> what
2: the hell's the matter with that person I have no idea uh, show regular Kenny Smith gives us gold every week this week on Instagram he gave us more gold he called it the call callback challenge not sure what it is well you're about to find out
0: yes
7: hey I'm busy right now can I call you back <laughs>
8: Yeah, yes, you called me, man,
7: and I'm not busy. What's up? Hey, I'm busy right now. Can I call you back?
8: <laughs> okay,
7: you got me. But... Yo, I'm busy right now. Can I call you back? What? I'm
0: busy right now. Can I call you back? Keep playing with me. Can I knock your ass out?
4: Uh, yes.
7: Hey, <laughs> I'm busy right now. Can I call you back?
4: <laughs> what, is this like, are y'all having a contest who's the who can get the most famous guy on the phone right
7: away? Contest? Uh, I, I'm just busy. Can I call you back?
4: Yeah, sure, 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 Kitty.
7: Call me back. Oh, I'm busy right now. Can I call
4: you back? You mother.
3: Oh man, I might <laughs> I might try that this weekend and just make it all Tim.
2: You get And Tim gets out. like
3: angrier and angrier as it go. Um, uh, I to, love that. To hell with
2: COVID. I'm at your house.
3: I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, nominee number three here on Best of the Week, brought to you by Mary Brown's Chicken. Uh, mean tweets on Jimmy Kimmel. It's an older bit, but it still can be really, really good. Here is Tom Brady reading some mean tweets regarding Tom Brady.
6: Hi, I'm Tom Brady, and I'm a crybaby, and I have a butthole in my chin. Butthole? Can we be real for a moment? Is there really anyone you'd rather see dropped in a vat of rendered bacon fat than Tom Brady? (laughs) Hope everyone has a great Monday, except for Tom Brady. you, Tom Brady. you. Tom Brady, you suck booty, you ugly, you suck. You throw like a fat lady with a flabby arm and a little girl's butt face. Hashtag Tom Brady, hashtag suck. You suck. you Tom Brady, I hope this loss depresses you so bad that you hardly have sex with your supermodel wife in your giant mansion. I have no comment to that you tom brady i hope your dog eats chocolate and gets really sick and throws up on your sock that's (laughs) up
3: that's kind of rough some of them is not nice
2: uh speaking of rough trevor bauer thought he was lebron james and gave us the decision today
4: this uniform is special It's more than a jersey, a pair of pants, socks, and a
0: glove.
4: It makes you feel something. This is more than clothing. It's a lifestyle. It's the bond a father and a son forge playing catch in the front yard. This lifestyle isn't for everyone. But for those who choose it, the rewards are plentiful. See, last season doesn't matter anymore. Come April, what matters is this team, this group of players, this group of fans, and the name across our chests. This season is about making sure history remembers us as we wish to be remembered. This season is about adding to our legacy. And I can't wait, Dodger fans.
2: How is the correct response to that not bleep you? Like, anyone outside L.A. or Dodgers fans watches that and says, just go bleep yourself. Do they not?
3: What a D-bag. Like, are you kidding (laughs) me? No, but, like, there were some lines missing from that. Like, life is going to the team that strictly offers you the highest AAV. So you can make more per year than Garrett Cole, who you played with at UCLA and whose guts you hate. Life is about just taking the money and running. Life is about maybe pitching in a playoff game, but I cut my finger on a drone. Like, you know that. Like where are those lines in there?
2: Tough guy. A few. me view
3: I there is not a more annoying dude in baseball, and there's there's a couple that bother me, but this guy takes the cake now i know ripping a dude who just signed like a 40 million dollar contract with two opt-outs over the next two years is kind of dumb i understand he's having a good day trevor bauer got his to a certain extent hold he's getting on. paid he's getting paid hold
2: on but i some hate folks
3: me trevor bauer man I, some I
2: folks have that. one, $1 twelve hundred dollar check in 10 months and this tone-deaf jagoff is putting out there: if you choose this lifestyle, it's not for everyone. Get out God, of here with that! that. How, what the hell are you talking about, Trevor? Forty Bauer? million dollars a year? How get does your out contract?
3: How does your contract get me closer to the vaccine? <laughs> Answer me that. <laughs> Answer me that, Trevor Bauer. If that's your Ugh. real name, trolling every team. You know what? The only good thing here is Timmy. Like the Mets get to see him with no DH. So someone's throwing at his ass. Someone in the National League, whether it be a pod, whether it be Blake Snell or Jacob, DeG- oh please, Marcus Stroman, throw at Trevor Bauer. Please, <laughs> Marcus Stroman, have a go at this self-indulgent, um, overrated. Yeah, I said over. I know he won a Cy Young. He won it like 20 games played last year, whatever the hell last season was. Don't tell me that's a real Cy Young. This guy thinks he's he invented pitching. Trevor Bauer. Listen, Johnny Drone, go down there. They have one standard, and it's to get to at least a World Series. And they got Walker Bueller, and they got Clayton Kershaw, and they got David Price, and they got some other guys in that team who are damn good at what Dustin May can throw, Julio Urias could throw. If you don't carry your weight, a, a, a hysterical Twitter account is not going to save your ass at Chavez Ravine and that fan base. You're not in Cincinnati anymore where no one really gave a damn. Now you're with the big boys where there's one expectation, and it's not about being cute. It's not about being funny. And it's not about having a good Twitter account. It's about winning. Go win. Part of, me, part of me loves this. Go win, smart guy. Stay away from the drones. You might cut yourself, jackass.
2: We'll see who wins our best of the week. Head to at Tim on Twitter. Pick your favorite. And we will announce the best of the week winner a little later on in the show. I don't even know if that's a real nominee, but we threw it in there anyway. I like That's it. Trevor Bauer. That's a, that's a nominee right. in my books. Time for a break. When we come back, Raptors, Brooklyn Nets. Will this tell us much about what we need to see from the Toronto Raptors for the rest of the season? We'll ask Kendrick Perkins. And coming up next, Nate Burleson. Our good friend is already at the Super Bowl he will join us from said Super Bowl in Tampa, and we might even hit him with start, bench, cut, pizza, wings, nachos. But We've got
3: to save it till late. The whole thing will go off the rails if we ask him early. we got to save it till late. This is Tim and Sid live on TV and radio.
0: Subscribe to our radio shows at iTunes or with your favorite podcatcher. No medical exam or health questions will be asked. Sportsnet 590 The Fan on Demand. Time for Timmonsen. Time for Timmonsen.
3: Time for Tim and Sid. All right. yeah. it's time for real sports talk with Tim McCallum and Sid Sexero. And another thing about Trevor Bauer. <laughs> Welcome back. He's Tim. I'm Sid. This is Tim and Sid live on TV and radio. Coming up in mere moments, uh, Nate Burleson of NFL Network and CBS Sports. Always great with his time. So great that despite the fact he's part of a CBS Super Bowl show this weekend, yeah. he's going to be in Tampa joining us momentarily. Still gives us some time from his hotel room. We appreciate him. We'll talk to him momentarily. Get you ready for the Bucks and the Chiefs. Also, Kendrick Perkins will join us in the back end of the show. The Raptors are in action tonight. An interesting test against the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, they might need another 54 out of Fred. We'll see how it goes because uh, the Nets can score. We know that. But uh, we'll talk to Kendrick Perkins uh, about that. A little hoops
2: with him a little later on here on Tim and Sid. Might even get into what LeBron said about the All-Star game. because And that. That was incredible, yes. Yeah, so I buried the lead there. What a quote. Yeah. Um, Mike and Shiraz both wrote in and said, Would you guys have reacted the same way if Bauer signed with the Jays? And there, there's two things. One, I said... Anyone outside of L.A. would react like this, but two, I would like to think even if he signed with the Jays, we would recognize the douchiness in that video.
3: You can't, you like, it's on my computer screen here, Tim. Like, you can't get rid of it. Like, it's it's dripping through the the, the debagness of it. I just, I'm sorry. Like, I, I'm I, I, I don't. He went to the highest bidder. Yeah, this was not some okay. self righteous thing. This was. He's not an avenger. He went to the highest bidder, and that he has the highest AAV in baseball history. And that's yeah. it. That's all it was. Just you're not you're not as smart as you think you are, bud. You're talented, but you're not as and smart good, as yep. you think you are. Like, yeah. good, and good on Johnson, you. And Andrew Johnson
2: – sorry. No, no, that's all I had. That's uh, all I had. Andrew, Andrew Johnson writes in, first question for Nate. Do you know what a chove is? Second question, do you like <laughs> them on your nachos? We may have to save that for a little later. Maybe, maybe. Time now for Inside the Lines, <laughs> brought to you by Sports Interaction, Canada's odds maker, 19+. plus. Please play responsibly. Just two days away from Super Bowl 55 in Tampa, Kansas City are the three-point favorites. Over-under set at 56, it is the third-highest total in Super Bowl history. Tons of props available, obviously, as per usual on the big game. Both Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady's touchdown pass over and under, two-and-a-half, with Mahomes a favorite to go over that, while Brady a dog to get three or more touchdown passes. As for MVP betting... Yes, Mahomes minus 10 favorite, uh, minus 110 favorite with Brady at plus 180. Looking for value? How about this? Travis Kelsey plus 650 and Tyreek Hill, who tore him up earlier this year, plus 1,000.
3: A lot to chew on there, McAuliffe. We'll get to the bets uh, at at some point here in the show. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's always a good segment when we bet on Nate Burleson. Nate Burleson is down in Tampa. And what I am assuming, Nate, is, I mean, I was just watching NFL Network a little bit this week, and Kurt Warner was saying, you know, finally some fans have kind of started to show up. How, uh, what, what what, vibe is it down there from your perspective? It must be unique.
1: Well, when we first landed, um, it, it was very dry, um, and, and it, it didn't feel like a Super Bowl. And then last night, I, I went around the corner to grab me something to eat, and uh, and you saw the fans really starting to trickle in, and today you know, fans are, are really making themselves known. And you know what? Surprisingly, I've seen a lot of Chiefs fans. So the Chiefs fans, not sure if they're going to the game, they're trying to make themselves noticed a little bit because they're going to need that energy because this is essentially a home game for
2: Tampa, right? I've covered Super Bowls before, and it feels like just a whirlwind. Like, you got to go here, you got to go there, you got to go here, and then you're expected over there, and then you got to – like, what's your week like? Like, how is this different, and how is this different for the teams because they haven't had to do that either.
1: Yeah. By the way, I love that throwback photo of you, bro. That that made my day. Uh, I was <laughs> like, oh, at the Super Bowl, right? <laughs> right.
7: <laughs>
1: throwback. I said, look at that that beautiful pale man. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, you're right. It's. It usually is a whirlwind. You're getting pulled in a thousand directions, and it's like show up here, and I also need you to do this interview, and and then, you know what? After that, if you want to make some money, you can head over here and you can do some chalk talk for two hours. Um, I, I didn't have that, and and I, I didn't want that. Um, you know I I kind of like the energy of the Super Bowl, and maybe it's just me being a little bit older and having done this so many times, and on top of that, like this season was it was it was rough, you know because of us not knowing that we were actually gonna get to this point and then finally get here. I feel like I feel like we're we're almost at the finish line. And and, and right now I'm starting to cramp up. And I hear I hear my friends from the state, go, you got it, man. You're almost there. So I I am just pushing right now, man. I'm pre-fontaining it. But um <laughs> the, the relaxed nature of it, I think for the fans, is a good thing because once that game starts, it's gonna be like a jolt of electricity. Usually Super Bowls, you guys know this. The electricity starts on Monday, and it's just like this buildup of excitement. And by the time you get to the game, you're literally ready to rock. I feel like once kickoff hits, simultaneously, the world is going to have goosebumps, and then we'll all be enjoying this epic moment. And and I do believe it's going to be an
3: epic game. Nate Burleson here on Tim and Sid. We'll get to the game in a second. We've been talking the game all week. Yeah. But the weekend, if, if you could only listen to one weekend track for the rest of your life, which track would it be?
1: I can't feel my face. I I love that song. Now, the the origins of it and and what it (laughs) means, it might not be uh, the most appropriate Mm -hmm. song, but it's the catchiest one, you know? So um, for for me, it it has to be that one. And I I guess he made an announcement that he's not having a a guest, and maybe that is due to protocols and all that. A little disappointed because... You know, the guest would always be like, that's like the shocker. It's like the one moment where you're like, ooh, I didn't know you was going to bring out Bruno Mars. Like, that, that is always intriguing to me. But um, I feel like he's going to do his thing, man. The weekend is, he's, he's, he's a, a great act on stage. Um, his performance is going to be taken up a notch. And, of course, you add in what the Super Bowl brings as far as the band and the dancers and the theatrics. I think it's going to be an epic show. It has to. It has to. Listen, I don't want to spoil anything, but we're going to show a feature on CBS um, that has to do with Whitney Houston and something she did at one of the Super Bowls, which we all can kind of uh, uh, use our imagination to think back. But we're showing a great feature, and I think that feature is going to set the tone for musical acts, whether it's the national anthem or halftime. If they're epic, they will be remembered forever.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I still get I still get shivers when yep. when you say Whitney and yep. that national anthem. I still get shivers. Yep. And by the way, Scarborough man's <laughs> weekend from Scarborough. We gotta make sure big weekend for him. Okay, so Nate, <clears throat> I had this ready for you last week. Okay, yeah, we missed yeah. you. This yeah. is long. I hate long questions, but I also believe that context is important, so I'm going to give it to you. Last year at the start of the playoffs, I brought up with you and Sid at the start of the playoffs that I felt like, despite the MVP for Lamar, that Patrick Mahomes was playing for the title best quarterback in the game. And after the Super Bowl was done, I think the consensus was Patrick Mahomes best quarterback in the game. This year I've asked you and Sid at separate times, When do we introduce Patrick Mahomes to the GOAT debate? I loved and teethed with credit, the GOAT versus the kid. And I understand why whenever I bring up the GOAT conversation, most people will just go to the scene and bad teacher on Michael and LeBron's debate. (laughs) Jason Segel, call me when LeBron has six championship. The kid says... That's your only argument. And, Sean, he says, that's the only argument I need, Sean. (laughs) So I'm not going to go go conversation. It will devolve into six championships. Right, right, right. But. best in the game. I'm ready to say, hang up and listen, that with the MVP, the Super Bowl MVP, Fitty touchdown passes in his first year as a starter. His worst year is a conference championship epic loss by six to Tom Brady and the Patriots. That's his worst season in the NFL. I'm ready to say Patrick Mahomes is the best that I have ever seen. I will hang up and listen.
1: Um, one, I like the fact that uh, you had receipts. You're like, I, 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 I asked you <laughs> at, at separate times. Uh, and here's what, so I can appreciate that. Uh, here's the thing. Now, Patrick Mahomes is going to have to beat Tom Brady for us to slam the door on this conversation. The reason I say that, because in order for him to be a legend, you have to beat a legend. Not saying that he isn't a young legend in the making, but over the course of his postseason career, who has he beaten? Lamar Jackson, Ryan Tannehill, um, a young Andrew Luck, uh, you know, Josh Allen this year. The only guy that he lost to in the postseason is Tom Brady. So if you want to be a legend killer, you're going to have to kill the number one legend on the market. Now, with all that said, I am in full agreement with you. I am ready to join you and say that Patrick Mahomes um, is by far the best overall quarterback in the game. And if I had to put my money on one of the QBs to go down as the greatest ever, I would skip over Russell Wilson, respectfully. I would skip over Aaron Rodgers, respectfully. And I would say that eventually... Patrick Mahomes will be looked at as the greatest QB ever. You bring up the great points about his career thus far and the accolades. I'll, I'll take it a step further. I would say over the course of his career, he's had three, maybe four bad quarters. I'm not even talking about games. Damn. Like, There's three quarters where you'll say that's four quarterback play. Now just think about that. Over the course of a few seasons, you only have three quarters or four quarters that you can look back and say, "I wish I would have had a few of those throws back." Because even in a game that you might say is bad, let's just say like the three-interception game, they still win. I'm talking. We know what bad means. I mean, poor quarters mean like you're losing your team the game. He's only lost one game in what the last 20, 26 or something like that, 27. So for me, I, I do agree with you, and it's it's. It's like I I keep going to basketball because I love it, but it's like once we respected Steph Curry, we're like, all right, he might be one of the best shooters of all time. okay? But then when he started cooking on a regular basis, it's like it lost its luster, which I would just get so upset at. Guys, it's still amazing. Just because he makes it look easy, that doesn't mean it isn't heavy. The lift is still heavy. Patrick Mahomes makes it look easy. So we have to respect the greatness. It's, It's like LeBron's first campaign with Nike. We are all witnesses.
3: Nate Burleson, live from Tampa, site of Super Bowl 55. He'll be a part of uh, a pregame show on CBS, which I believe starts in about two hours, so it's very extensive. Um, or, sorry, it might just feel that way, Nate, forgive me. It might just might just feel that way. Um, but that will be to Timmy's question and your answer, and we've gone over this a couple times this week, but if Mahomes wins by any measure Sunday, and if even if it's a comfortable Chiefs win, which I'm kind of leaning towards as we sit here as a group, that will be the discussion Monday, is not only did you stop the seventh ring, you went to Mordor and you burned that seventh ring and you threw it into the into the, into the the fire, yep. but you got your own and there's no sign. You did it without DuVernay Tardif. You did it without Fisher. You got guys potentially coming back. The whole crew is going to reset again. Most of them signed long term. This will be the discussion hands down on Monday. So let me ask you this, Nate. If you're Brady and you are attempting to stop this, because with one win, a whole wrench gets thrown in the Mahomes goat discussion, because now it's a different number, now yeah. it's a different bar, <laughs> now you have to do something sad. utterly completely different. That's a fact. As- aside from Brady, because he can't do it on his own. Yeah, you know, you know, despite the fact this is the conversation we're all having, who is the most important buck to get him across that finish line in that seventh ring?
1: I want to immediately say playoff Lenny, Leonard Fournette, because what he's running fiercely and and controlling the ground, you control the clock and you keep Patrick Mahomes on the sideline. That's really the cliche way of saying Tom Brady should put the ball in somebody else's hands and it's a running back. That's not the case. I mean, what if the Chiefs stop the run in this game? So for me, I would say Mike Evans and Scotty Miller not saying that Chris Godwin isn't going to have an impact. I'm not saying that AB, who I hear is practicing and healthy and is going to play, isn't going to have an impact. It's Mike Evans because he needs to have an impact on every play, even when he's not getting the ball. Now, the plays where Tom throws it up, that 50-50 ball, it's him and the DB, he got to come down with it. And Mike Evans, he did. Think about the game we saw a couple of weeks ago. The reason I say Scotty Miller is because Scotty Miller is that X-factor. When he comes in the game, he's usually disrespected and forgotten. And the fact that he makes play after play. That's one reason you should respect him. But for a guy to come out and say, I'm faster than Tyreek Hill, he's either crazy or he's faster than Tyreek Hill. So for me, it's Mike Evans and Scotty Miller. If these two guys have an impact on this game, then we could be talking about Tom Brady doing what I think some think he can't do or a lot of people think he can't do. And here's the thing. I say all that to say this. The reason I didn't go not lean on the run, lean on the run, I think there's a point in this game where Tom Brady's like, all right, you might have a stronger arm, but does a stronger arm matter? Like, we're, this isn't the, the dunk contest between, you know, Michael Jordan and Dominique Wilkins. This isn't about who can throw the furthest. I, I don't care if you can throw 70 yards. Who can throw more accurately the most? And I feel like if, if there's a shootout, I think Bruce Arians is going to grip it and rip it. He loves throwing the ball downfield. So for me, that Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense led by Byron Leftwich in a play calling. Don't deviate from what makes you guys great. If they stack the box, torch the Scots. And if Pat Mahomes comes back and he scores within a few plays, don't shy away from doing it again. Let's have an old-fashioned shootout with an old-fashioned cowboy that we've seen kill a lot of people in the wild, wild west. And Tom Brady, like he's that dude. If it comes down to a back-and-forth affair and there's two minutes left in the game, I might bet, bet all of my money on Tom Brady.
2: Wow. Nate Burleson, he'll be on the NFL and CBS, and he is our guy finding time for us on this Super Bowl weekend. Uh, I understand the quarterback debate. I I love the quarterback debate. I jump into the quarterback debate. They don't face each other. It's the Bucks D versus Mahomes. It's the Chiefs D versus Brady. Which D is better? And because I think I know the answer, by how much do you think that D is better?
1: By a very slim margin. It's, it's it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, now, they had a couple of guys go down with some injuries. You know, I, I, I love the young uh, Antoine Winfield. I played with his father, but he's a fantastic talent as a rookie. Uh, but it's the linebackers and that D-line. Um, and I have to say this, last week I was supposed to come on. I got called in by CBS, so I apologize. I hate missing dates with you guys. Uh, but JPP, Jason Pierre-Paul, last-minute um, interview that they set up, so I had to go into the studio, and I talked to him. I talked to him about everything, man talked to him about him blowing his hand off. I talked to him about a car accident where he cracked his neck. Um, and then we start talking about football. And he's like, Nate, Nate, they don't give me no respect, Nate. And I'm like, JPP, chill for a second. Listen, st- first of all, stop yelling at me, all right? I'm in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, Nate, I'm just saying. We're having this back and forth. And I said, well, look, let me give you your flowers now. You're, you're a beast. You're undefeated in the postseason. You're a Super Bowl champion. You have bounced back from so many things. And he was like, no, I appreciate you saying that, but the world needs to respect me for what I've done. And you know what? I'm going to make them respect me even more on Sunday. And I was just like, ooh, okay. And I loved it because there's a certain energy that he brings. He knows how talented Patrick Mahomes is. He knows how talented those wide receivers are. But what he was saying to me, if we get to him, does that matter? I mean, if, if, it, if it's JPP and, and Vita Veya and, and Shaquille... Barrett and, and then we got Levante David and De- Devin White if we got them dogs that can get after the quarterback and make Patrick Mahomes feel uncomfortable does it matter how many horses he has on the outside so I feel like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers they have a tall task a tall task but they can't do it because we've seen them do it before
3: Nate Burleson here on Tim and said it was a tall task just to get to this point in the season for everybody uh, 256 regular season games got played. A postseason, aside from one game, got played. When, when we look back at what just happened here, Nate, whether it's Tom or Patrick raising Lombardi, was this the toughest Lombardi Trophy to win in the history of the game?
1: Yeah, definitely. And, and if and if it's Tom, more so than Patrick. I mean, what what Patrick? They're returning champs. They're respected. Um, he had, just like you said, his whole team intact, including his offensive coordinator, who's highly sought after. But then you have Tom Brady, who leaves New England. Shocks everybody. Even though we all kind of saw the writing on the wall. That shocked everybody. And then he signs with Tampa. Tampa Bay Ball places. Like I get it, they got a couple of superstars. And Bruce Arians is a good But Tampa? I mean, I mean, come on, Tom, you you could have you could have booted Garoppolo out of San Francisco if you wanted to. I and mean, you could have went to Indianapolis. Like, like, call your team, and they would have called you back and cut their quarterback. You went to Tampa? Not only did he go to Tampa, but he made it work. In a season where older Tom Brady, learning a new system, learning new players, couldn't go to the local park every day. He snuck to a couple of parks and, <laughs> and linked up with some guys, but they couldn't show up in the classroom and, and watch film together side by side. All of that, all of that he had to deal with, and here he is at 43 going up against who we all consider the next up at the quarterback position. If Tom wins this, I said it before and I'll say it again, it might be one of the strongest, most impressive statements, sports statements in the history of all the sports.
2: Nate Burleson here on Tim and Sid. Um, I feel like with 90 seconds left, I, I shouldn't do this to you, given the priority that it sets. However... Before we let you go, Uh we sent out a tweet earlier today. Are you familiar with the game start, bench, cut? Yeah. Start one, bench one, cut another. Super Bowl weekend, and I love that you're able to balance real man versus a dude that is going to work on the broadcast. Wings, nachos, pizza, start, bench, cut.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, I love this. This is a great drinking game. I've played this plenty of times. Uh, I'm going to to bench wings. I mean, you know, wings are great. They're tasty. And I know there's a million flavors. And people love buffalo, everything from barbecue to spicy. But I'm a bench. Sometimes you get them wings that don't have enough meat on it. And I need some meat on my wings. I'm going to bench (laughs) pizza. Because I can bench pizza. Pizza won't get mad because even if it's on the bench, it can come in cold. Hold on.
3: Pizza's fighting for a new contract, though.
1: Pizza's fighting for a new contract. But (laughs) (laughs) if it comes in cold off the bench, it's still delicious.
2: You see what I did? Well played. It's It's Vinnie Johnson. You feel the mic?
1: Speaking of that, I'm going with nachos because no matter how you like it, whether you want it vegetarian, you want you know chicken, steak, all of the above, you want a little jalapeno to heat it up, and all kinds of cheeses. I'm going with nachos. Wow, uh,
3: um, Nate Burleson, whether it is a, a, a Super Bowl broadcast or uh, just breaking down food and making all of Canada and Toronto hungry uh, very quickly. We uh, we we appreciate you, man. Listen, have a great broadcast. I know it's a little weird, but uh, hopefully when the game and the fireworks and, and the weekend get going, here it'll feel like a Super Bowl again. We uh, we appreciate you. Never apologize for missing this show. You do us favors every week. We love you. Enjoy it, man. Thank you. All
1: right, man. I want to talk to you guys after the season. Maybe re- recap it up and then kick off the NBA. Um, and uh, and uh, I hope we talk a little bit more. And when things open up, I'm coming to Toronto. Drinks on me. Sold. That's a start.
2: speaking to our hearts there is nate burleson Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. who knows how to bribe both Sixero and i drinks are on
3: him i miss going out for drinks do you not miss going out for drinks among the 180 things that you kind of miss yeah that one because like it's little triggers happen when he just like that just what he said at the end there innocently I'm like drinks are fun when you go out and you order, and you and know. Small Canada... businesses and restaurants and bars can have funds and just it all works, right? Works for everybody.
2: Works for. And everybody. the can't like the Canada part of that like, we could get away with backyards and drinks in the True. summer. True. You know, like I had a few friends coming over. We'd sit, you know, socially distanced in the backyard, and it would feel almost like. I mean, I like a good bonfire, but it's not the same thing in the winter. It's kind of. It's different. A too cold. It's a little too cold to pull that one off.
3: I, I, I internally, Tim, I've already made the decision. I'm not even going to contemplate the backyard bonfire, safe at a safe distance, until it's like uh, over plus five or over. That's my threshold to go outside. I'll throw on the oh, thermals yeah? that I bought for our Ottawa uh, broadcast back in the day. I still got those thermals kicking around. So I, as long as it's because I'm so desperate for that, I will fight yeah. the weather. If it's plus five or even it, like a little better, I'm good with it. Um, cause, but it's funny, though. You bring up the summer, and I and I go back to the summer, and my mentality when we were doing that in the summer and I was just seeing my folks a little bit and whoever mm-hmm. was, man, this is so weird. And now sitting here in February, like I long for it. Oh. <laughs> I No lo- oh. Those were the good old days, McCallum, when you could just go to someone's backyard or front porch and chill out for a little bit. And it was a lot safer than it is. <laughs> just, it's amazing how your mind frame changes so quickly. I don't know. I'm just rambling at this point. Forgive me, but I just, you said that, and it just, it dawned on me.
2: I understand. Where? I understand. All right, coming up on Sportsnet, um, we got Hockey Central. It's Cameron Botterell and Versteeg, uh, who are bringing the noise today. So we are done on Sportsnet, but continue on Sportsnet 360 and 590 The Fan, and we do so with a big Raptor game on the horizon, Nets-Raptors tonight. Our guy, Kendrick Perkins, he's been away for a while, but he will return in mere moments from now. Are the Nets real? Will the Raptors need to show us something? And LeBron James said yesterday, the NBA All-Star game is a joke. Do you agree?
3: Oh, you're asking me now. No, I think,
2: um, I think we're gonna we let it. that
3: sit. Andrew we Holland, how much time sit. we got here? How much time before Less we break? Less than a minute. <laughs> Less than a minute. 30 seconds of being told from Andrew Holland, good, fine broth of a lad. I'll, I'll put it to you this way, Timmy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give you a vague answer here. I think it's completely unnecessary and a mistake. <laughs> Maybe it's not that vague an answer. But I, uh, I understand why it's a thought, but I don't know if it's a smart thought. If that makes any sense. Um, Hmm. We'll get get Timmy's take on the other side as well as Kendrick Perkins. Again, we're on 360 Sportsnet 590. The fan, we're going to continue. Up next, it's Hockey Central with uh, Carolyn Cameron and everyone. Uh, For those watching on Sportsnet Ontario, you have a great weekend. For the rest of you, we'll talk to you after this. Subscribe to our radio shows at
0: iTunes or with your favorite podcatcher. Do not settle. Demand. 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 Sportsnet 590. The fan. On demand.
2: Deep cut from Eric, who writes into the show and said, "Sid, my wife wants to know if you'll wear those shoes that you wore in Ottawa at this backyard bonfire as well." <laughs> #hashtag thermal #hashtag not thermal. <laughs> That's
3: someone who watched the show. God bless That's, you. I, I wore for the quick backstory is we are in what was it minus twenty Tim? Or yeah, probably like minus, around minus twenty. Yeah,
2: maybe uh, even more. So we're.
3: Maybe maybe worse than that. And we're and I know there's parts of the country that laugh at that right now. I understand. There's some cold spots right now. Sorry. Um, but we're thermaled up. But I did bring regular dress shoes, not boots, none of that. And I got basically mocked for four straight days by Tim, <laughs> the audience, and everyone on the crew helping us out. I believe Vinny took some shots. A lot of people took shots. So... Thank
2: you for the reference. That was... uh, Like, I'm wearing the Sorrells. This guy's got on his dress shoes, and he's like, I'm never doing this again. And he says, I "I can't believe how cold... And I'm like, buddy, get some... Go to Canadian Tire and get some boots. What are you doing here?
3: I look good, though. Eugene Melnick complimented Uh, them uh, for me. I think it's the last time we were friends. But he he liked them.
2: He liked them. Aaron Baines' game-time decision for the Raptors tonight as he Hmm. uh, appears on the injury report saying it is a a groin strain, was listed as probable now game-time decision. OG Ananobi out, McCaw out, and Flynn and Harris are with the 905 as the Raptors get set to face the Brooklyn Nets tonight.
3: Uh, Kendrick Perkins has won an NBA title. He's one of our favorites. He's joining us live here on Tim and Sid. Perk, it's been too long.
2: Yes.
8: Yeah, that's the same thing I was thinking. I was just sitting up here listening to y'all talk about y'all fashion and dress shoes and, you know, all this, you know, accessories and everything was going on. What's happening, fellas?
2: We got to get Perk up here. Perk, how would you do in minus 20 degree temperatures?
8: I wouldn't wouldn't view it. Look, I already done it before. You need to understand, I stayed in Boston for eight and a half years, and it was pure torture. I love the city of Boston. Actually, summertime was beautiful. But in the yeah. wintertime, I just couldn't adapt. I, you know, I'm a country boy from Beaumont.
3: I hear you. I hear you. Boston, you get the weather in Boston, no doubt. No doubt about it. Kendrick Perkins here on Tim and Sid.
8: All right, Perk, first thing.
3: Thing. Tell me you guys gave Fred Van Vliet the love he deserved down south this week. Tell me that happened.
8: Oh, uh, you, you know, one thing about it. Let me tell you something about Fred Van Vliet. Not only did he put on for the undrafted guys and guys that had to go through the struggle of going through the G League and showing guys how to, you know, earn the starting spot and go win a championship and then go, look, and then go get his bread. He went and got his lettuce. Look, he betted on himself and it paid off. And look, KG used to always tell me this, right, Tennessee? He used to say, hey, Perk, you always could know somebody or uh, know a player once they get their bag, once they get their bread, you could tell the makeup of a player or what type of player this guy's gonna be. Fred VanVleet got his bag, and guess what? His game went to another level. Fifty-four points, wing a spicy, lemon pepper style.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, so the Raptors take this momentum two in a row. Freddie, it, it was like the 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 great part. We talked to him the day after Perk. And man, like the old wannabe athlete in me that was in a few locker rooms, watching him as he entered <laughs> the locker room and have his brothers just mob him after that. Like, it can can a team kind of build off of something like that, where you have a guy that you can't help but cheer for, like Freddie Van Vliet, do what he did, and then the team, you know, greets him. The like it looked like Kyle Lowry was happier than Freddie was.
8: And, and that's a that's a great thing because I I actually thought Toronto was playing better. I thought they were starting to play better basketball even before he dropped fifty four points. But I I tell you what, just the character of Fred VanVleet, the leadership, the way he carries himself, you could tell the guys gravitate towards him. And when you have Mister Raptor himself and Kyle Lowry showing that type of enthusiastic for him or being happy for him. That's a brotherhood that you can't come between. So that means anytime that they face adversity, they're going to overcome that. And that's what we're seeing right now because the Toronto Raptors that I was watching a month and a half ago, I was like, who is this? But now I'm watching a Raptor team that I've grown to love love, and watching Fred VanVleet be the leader of this is also a beautiful thing to watch.
3: So, Perk, what you're kind of saying here is the rough start the Raptors did have, where they lost some games they could have easily won. They were that close, as we know. But you're saying this that that opening stretch, where they're in Tampa and they're in a new place, and they're they're buying, they're renting out spots for their family, like they're going through a whole ordeal as an organization. What I'm hearing from you is that grace period needed to be respected, and now that that's over, maybe they're starting to find their feet a little bit. Is that is that what I hear in your voice?
8: No, no. That's exactly what's happening. Guys are buying into their roles, and guys are accepting their roles. And 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 we have to realize, because I even have to think about this. The NBA players are sacrificing a lot. They're going through a lot, meaning you know different circumstances, especially the the Raptors. I mean, they're in Tampa, having to find somewhere else to stay. Although the weather is better, but not a, not being in their hometown, playing in a different arena. All those things matter. And then right now what they're doing is they're clicking. Guys know their role. Guys know who's the number one option. Guys know who's the number two option. Their roles have been identified, and they have been playing beautiful basketball. They have been hanging their hats on the defensive end, by the way, something that I thought they had lost at the beginning of the season, but they're getting it back.
2: Kendrick Perkins joining us here. On Tim and Sid, Uh, they get the Nets tonight. Um, Since the Harden deal, what's your take on the Brooklyn Nets? Because a lot of people are talking about them right now.
8: And as they should, as they should. I mean, this is is probably the most explosive offensive team we ever going to witness in the history of basketball. I mean, when you put Kevin Durant, in my opinion, the greatest goal of all time, you put Kyrie Irving, one of the most skilled players of all time, and James Harden, one of the most prolific scorers of all time, all on the same team. I mean, it's must-see TV. We all know that they're going to put up points, but the thing that I want to watch is you could go down the line, you could go down in history and look at all the teams that won NBA championships. They were either top, they were top ten defensively. So. With all that offensive firepower, at the end of the day, they're going to have to get their defense together. Even looking at Golden State when Kevin Durant was there with, with Steph and Clay, they were still a top-five defensive team. You look at the Los Angeles Lakers right now, they're ranked number one defensively. If you're trying to win a championship, you got to up your defense, but they have more than enough scoring power that they could they could cruise through the regular season. But when they get to the postseason – They're going to have to get stops.
3: Kendrick Perkins here on Tim and Sid. Perk, I want to just shift focus here and uh, remind the audience that kind of out of nowhere, the NBA has quickly put together an all-star game. Yeah. Uh, March, the weekend of March the 7th. Perk, before we get your take, I think it's important to play for you and the audience what LeBron said last night after the Lakers beat the Nuggets. Um, This is... Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to speak for Tim, but as we heard the clip uh, before the show, this is as frank as I've ever heard LeBron James. We've heard LeBron James be very honest in media scrums before. This is what LeBron's take was after last night's game regarding an All Star game during a pandemic. We're going to play it here and talk about it on the other side. Roll it. Pretty much, a
2: kind of a slap in the face, um, and you know, we're also still dealing with a, with a pandemic. We're still de- dealing with everything that's been going on. And we're going to bring the whole league into one city that's open. Um, So, you know, obviously um, the pandemic has absolutely nothing to do with it at this point um, when it comes to that weekend. Um, So um, obviously, you guys can see, I'm not very happy about it, but it's out of my hands. And, um, you know, I'll I'll be there if I'm selected, Um, but um, I'll be there physically, but not mentally. Perk like
3: Maybe Man. it's just me, but it's, it sounds like he doesn't want to go.
8: <laughs> no, your your it, thoughts, it sound sir. Like it it, it sounds like someone broke it. It sounds like it, it, uh, LeBron James is sounding like he can't trust the NBA no more because that's what I got from it, the word trust. Because before the season started, they were told that it wasn't going to be an All-Star weekend or an All-Star game, and rightfully so. Here it is, you got guys, the players laying everything out on the line, sacrificing a short uh, offseason to make sure that they got back to start playing in December without a real training camp so that they could have Christmas Day games. And you told the players, and the NBA told the players that it wasn't going to be an All-Star weekend. And now, all of a sudden, you pop up an All-Star weekend on these guys, and it ain't fair. This is why in the world today you can't take anybody's word. That's why you have contracts, and you got to get it on the dotted line because nowadays trust just get broken every single day. And not only LeBron James feel this way, but you have a lot of other players in the league feel the exact same way because if you want to get – first of all, the goal is is that come postseason and the second part of the season, we want to see guys playing at their highest level. And in order to get there, we got to make sure that, one, guys are healthy to be on the court to play at their highest level. Secondly, we got to make sure that their bodies are in great condition for, you know, having the proper rest with a short offseason and having to do all the traveling, the you know, the games being postponed, go have to do makeup games and all that. So I, I don't agree with the All-Star game, and I and I understand the pain. That a lot of the players are feeling right now because the, tr- the trust has been broken.
2: Perk, this is this is Randy Moss straight cash, homie, right? Like I think we can all look at this and go, <laughs> "This is a money." Yeah, this is a money grab, and we've seen it in other sports. But we and the and the PA agreed to it. But LeBron James might be the most powerful athlete in sports. Do you think that he thought maybe by starting this conversation he might be able to change this?
8: No, I don't. I think it's too far gone, uh, in my opinion. I think when, when we start hearing in the next week they're going to finalize the deal, it's pretty much already done. And people are always a regular, are regular ready to say that LeBron James, he's on the board. He's not on the board. Chris Paul is the president. And Kyrie Irving is the vice president. And I, I I just, I don't know. I think we're going to have an all-star weekend. I mean, I just don't see anything stopping it, and especially right now with them getting towards the end of it, already saying it's going to be in Atlanta. Uh, so they already have plans to move forward with it, and we need to be preparing for an all-star weekend.
2: They ain't selling tickets courtside to Daddy Carlos and courtside Karen, are they?
3: <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> hey, they're just fans, that, right? Perk. They're just fans. They just love the game. They just love the game, you know?
8: Right. It's just it's just fans with no mask on. That's it. That's it.
2: That's it. And, and, and bring all the best players from all around North America to one spot and then send them back to their teams. Well, sounds
8: sounds hey, like a plan. Hey, hey. Well, you, you know you know the problem I have, too, is that a lot of people don't understand the everyday sacrifice that all these players have to go through, right? For it's just uh, when, you, when you think about taking tests, COVID tests every day, being on the road, not being able to leave your hotel room or even your hotel, and the moment that they get a, a break to be able to go have a little freedom, you tell them that, hey, now you got to go to Atlanta, and go to All-Star Weekend. Like, it's just not right. And it's during a pandemic. And look, I can understand people saying, oh, yeah, Atlanta's open to the rest of the world. Well, Texas is like that, too. But it's still got people in the hospital dying from this coronavirus. And Texas is wide open. And the hospitals are still full.
3: Yeah. But, Perk, it's like to me, to hear LeBron say, like, let's go back to last year. The the bubble doesn't happen unless LeBron's on board. Are we all in agreement on that? Like, if LeBron wasn't on board with that, I don't know if it would have happened. LeBron was going to go home if we're not for a a phone call with Barack Obama after after the Bucs boycott it. Like, like as LeBron goes, there's a lot of power in what he says. I'm just stunned that Chris Paul and the rest of the executive committee clearly were on such a separate page with one of the most important guys in the league that it would get to this point. I am I am a little surprised to hear that last night from LeBron.
8: Are you really surprised and stunned? Did I just tell you who the vice president was? The vice president is Kyrie Irving. So if LeBron was shocked by it, we should all be shocked because sometimes this would happen. I mean, guys you know. do things without relating to other people. Like this is why we could never be on the same page.
2: I'm guessing, Perk, there are going to be a couple guys with, oh, I've got a bum hammy, Uh, the knee is tendonitis, Groins are flaring up. I think we're going to get to that point because this is just a money grab and there's no other way to to lay it out to anyone.
8: Yeah, I mean, yeah, right? Just forget everybody else. Forget everything that's going on. Just It's all about the dollar. Forget that guy's sacrifice to hurry up and push forward through training camp in order to make Christmas Day games happen for the NBA. Forget all that, right? I mean, it's just not right. And this is how the trust gets bro- broken. This, Look, Tennessee, let me tell y'all something. Just when I thought the Players Association and the NBA were moving in a great direction, a direction that I never witnessed it moving in, and here we are today, this happened with the All-Star break. LeBron is not the only superstar All-Star that's pissed off, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: No doubt. No doubt. Uh, Perk, I wish we could end it on a more positive note, but we'll talk again soon. Uh, and I'm I mean, glad to hear like, you're doing okay. You know, and
8: have, go ahead. It's good to have these uncomfortable conversations. I just miss y'all. We yeah,
2: miss you.
3: Right back at
8: you. We got in the Super Bowl.
3: We got in the Super Bowl, Perk. Who are you picking?
8: Oh, I got Kansas City. Kansas City, I'm not going against Mahomes and Cheetah. I'm not doing that. After watching what they did to Buffalo last week, spotted them nine points and then just, you know, walked the nine points down like it was nothing. And by the way, their defense have been playing playing Casper on us all season long and and just, you know, (laughs) just waiting for this moment right here because they have upped it. Tom Brady better not throw three interceptions against Kansas City I'll tell you that much.
3: Agreed. Um, Agreed. Perk, enjoy the uh, enjoy the football this weekend and the basketball as well, and and we'll, we'll talk again soon, friend. Thank you very much.
8: All right, fellas. Appreciate y'all having me on. Y'all have a good weekend. You too.
2: Stay well, Perk. There is Kendrick Perkins, ESPN basketball analyst, rising star, and tell it like he sees it. Carry on. We will next right here on Tim and Sid. Tying a bow on this, baby, as we wrap it up next.
0: As an unlicensed doctor, we suggest a prescription for one of our shows. Sign up for our free podcast at iTunes or with your favorite podcatcher. Fake doctor's orders. Sportsnet 590, the fan on demand. demand, demand.
2: Welcome back to Tim and Sid. Time now to reveal our best of the week. Winner brought to you by Mary Brown's Chicken. Crave delicious. You voted on Twitter. Oh, it looks so good. That's amazing. That's amazing. And the winner is I wonder if it'll be the same on Sunday. Tom Brady. Mean tweets.
6: Hi, I'm Tom Brady, and I'm a crybaby, and I have a butthole in my chin. <laughs> butthole? <laughs> Can we be real for a moment? Is there really anyone you'd rather see dropped in a vat of rendered bacon fat than <laughs> Tom Brady? <laughs> Hope everyone has a great Monday, except for Tom Brady. <laughs> you, Tom Brady, <laughs> you. Tom Brady, you suck booty, you ugly, you suck. You throw like a fat lady with a flabby arm and a little girl's butt face. <laughs> Hashtag Tom Brady. Hashtag suck. You suck. Hey. You Tom Brady. I hope this loss depresses you so bad that you hardly have sex with your supermodel wife in your giant mansion. I have no comment to that. You Tom Brady. I hope your dog eats chocolate and gets really sick and throws up on your sock.
3: That's oh.
2: one's offside.
3: Well, there a, yeah, there was a
2: few. There's a couple like things. Guys, the last Kill a dog. Upside.
3: Chocolate can kill uh, yeah. a dog. That's, that's no, offside. Like, who who finds? I'm, I'm surprised Jimmy Kimmel uh, let that get through uh, his show censors. <laughs> to be honest with you, um, Timmy, we got. I, I, this was where I was going to kind of ask you for a prediction. If you wanted, if you weren't confident about the prediction, you can walk away from the prediction. And I was going to ask, you know, do you not find a lot of people are picking the Chiefs here? Like I, I'm not running into yeah, a scares ton me. of people, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, I thought it me. would be nope. a lot more fifty-fifty, but the Mahomes respect is so strong right now. It's especially incredible. with two
2: tackles out. This is so. If you had to me midway through the Bills game, um, where I would have gone, it would have been Chiefs. I'm good. Eric Fisher goes down and starts making me worried. Mitchell Schwartz going to play? No, he's not going to play. There's some interesting injuries on the Bucks side too. But for me, there is significant injuries on the offensive line, and I think the Bucks have a better defense. And it scares me how many people are on the Chiefs. Even though, if you made me put the money down, I would probably put it on the Chiefs.
3: Yeah, I am with you. I am with you. Um, but again, that scares me. Which, like the way I pick games, that means congratulations, Tom Brady, you won a seventh ring. Is is how I can mush that kind of stuff. But right. Anywho. The, um, but what's kind of gotten my attention here, Tim, is there's a story out of Kansas City. the, the, the chiefs aren't scheduled to fly to Tampa till uh, tomorrow, which has been kind of COVID protocol for a lot of visiting teams fly in day before just to, to keep exposure down, blah, blah blah. Mm-hmm. Um, Britt Reed is the son of Chiefs head coach Andy Reed. He's also the outside linebackers coach. Um, the, there's a story developing with Britt Reed, the son of Andy Reed. He got into a really bad accident. Last night. So I'm just going to read you the copy here from ESPN to me just so I don't mess this up. Yeah. Britt Reed, the son of Chiefs head coach Andy Reed and the team's outside linebackers coach, was involved in a multi car accident Thursday night that's left a five year old child with life threatening injuries, according to a team statement and a police report. According to an incident report provided by the Kansas City, Missouri Police Department, a car ran out of gas on an on ramp to Interstate 435 in Kansas City last night. After the driver called relatives for help, a second car arrived, also parking on the on-ramp. Reportedly, Britt Reed was driving a third car, Timmy, and that's when the accident took place. Um, past that, we don't know a ton. Uh, the team has released a statement, um, and it goes like this: The organization has been made aware of a multi-vehicle accident involving outside linebackers coach Britt Reed. We are in the process of gathering information and we will have no further comment at this time. Our thoughts and prayers are with everyone involved. So, um, you know, bigger than the football here. Let's hope uh, everyone's okay. And um, I don't I don't even want to draw a line from this to football because it's not important. I just hope everyone's okay in that situation and, uh, and here, here. we get some good news on that pretty soon. But I thought it was important to kind of pass along here, Tim. That is, uh, that's a rather unique story. And uh, hopefully everything's fine. Hopefully.
2: Yeah, Reed, for his part, um suffered non-life-threatening injuries, according to a report, and investigators are trying to determine whether driver impairment was a factor in the crash, according to KSHB. So a heavy story uh, to end the weekend, heading into the weekend. And again, as Sid said, just to reiterate, uh, hope all is well with everyone involved and thoughts and prayers with everyone involved. As for us, we are done for the week. We'll be back on Monday to discuss said Super Bowl. Always enjoy talking to you guys. And remember, as we head into the weekend,
8: deep breath. Deep breath. And- Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend.